Life Track with Chuck Swindoll is a presentation of Insight for Living Canada. I want to give you four or five uh, pieces of advice regarding friendships, okay? The first of the five, friends care enough to come without being invited to come. Friends care enough to come without being asked to come. Wait, wait, you don't ask a friend. If a friend of yours has a coronary and you find out they're over at Presbyterian Hospital, it isn't long before you're, by, you're nearby that, that friend of yours going through that heart attack. Here's the second. Friends respond with sympathy and comfort. Friends respond with sympathy and comfort. Sympathy includes identifying with the sufferer. Friends do that. When I was going through seminary, there were two guys that I studied with for every major exam, and we were inseparable when test time came. To this day, they play a special part in Cynthia's in my mind. Both of them happened to have been single. I was married. They would come to our place. We'd have coffee. We'd have a light meal or whatever. We'd study into the night to bone up for the exam together, and it was, it was kind of like a pact among us. To stay close. We never wrote it out, but it's true. Now, these men had that kind of closeness, and they came to give sympathy and comfort. Here's a third. Friends openly express the depth of their feelings. Friends openly express the depth of their feelings. Friends do that, don't they? It's not uncommon to see a friend standing nearby in the room fighting back the tears. Uh, it's not uncommon for the, uh, the friend to express his or her feelings. Acquaintances don't do that, which brings me to my fourth. Friends aren't turned off by distasteful sights. They're rather, they come alongside and they stay as long as is appropriate. You're not turned off because a room doesn't smell good. You're not turned off because your friend weighs half of what he used to weigh. Fifth, friends understand so they say very little. Let me tell you about a, a really good friend. The good friend doesn't attempt to uh, give you God's message. And certainly doesn't preach. They, they know that... Uh, I, I read it this week. The, if I can call, uh, uh, yeah, I got it. They know the value of suffering presence. Not a good way to put it. I read that. That's not mine. Suffering presence. You look up and you look into the eyes of somebody you've known over the years. And their eyes reflect compassion. There's no judgment. They're just there. And they don't stay too long. You know, it drives you crazy. The guy that comes in with a big fat Bible and he's, he's got notes in it and he's going to read to you these chapters. <laughs> and, 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 and then he's going to teach you and you're, you're laying there, you know, barely able to belch. And, uh, and he's, he's reading from Second Chronicles. 13 to 27, you know, yeah. Furthermore, there's, and then God taught me this when I was 
struggling with measles back when I was 12 and you know please don't stay too long In a crisis, a true friend cares enough to visit without being invited, is sympathetic and comforting, expresses deep feelings, isn't turned off by unpleasant sights, and most importantly, says very little. This is Steve Johnson of Insight for Living Canada. Listen to more of Chuck Swindoll's Lifetrack messages at lifetrack.ca. Lifetrack, where life and truth meet.